Hey, killer. No cap. <laughs> Fuck nigga, no cap. Get back, little nigga. Smoke thinking that shit rap. Blew a lot of money, but I made shit back. I'm big dog, little bitch. This facts for nigga, no cap. Alright, man, it's your boy Chicago King Day, man. We back for another episode of No Cap. Got my whole Skrill Bush. To the right of me, y'all already know Mr. Six Rings himself. Yes, sir. Got my boy yes, DJ Reese. What's up, Reese, man? Brother. Hey, I got my girl Lyrical Eye. Whole city know who this is, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. right now, man, I want to say rest in peace to Dre Ruler. He lost his life last night. I really had just basically got up on him like probably the last two, three months, you know. Dude was real nice, man. Y'all know, you know anything about him? I just literally got up with yeah. ironic and Drakey O the rule up. So yeah. I, I literally just got up and I liked him. A lot of people a lot of my people are in LA. It's it's tripped out that I literally just said this when Dolph died and a lot of people felt some type of way. But I was like, being an artist is kinda yeah. like the most dangerous job in America. Literally. The most dangerous job in America, man. But you know, rest in peace to him. We still knocking things to his family and everything. And I wanna get straight to this show. How was Yesterday, watching Lil Dirt propose to Emmy. How was that at the big gym yesterday? Like, what was the energy like in the building? Right. Uh, I mean, it, was, it was good. It was great. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, you know, from a man's standpoint, mm-hmm. it was like watching a little brother become a man. Like, mm-hmm. even though Dirk, you know, Dirk is a man, I'm not taking nothing away from him, but making that step like that. It inspired me, right? You know yeah, what I mean. Like, yeah, and it, and it, it, it ought to show that you know the the, the mindset, the path that that he's on. Mm-hmm. You know, and he's big on family for real, because right. he really put his nuts on the table. That take yeah. a lot. Yeah. Yeah. How many people yeah. was there yesterday? Sold, sold out. Sold out. Sold out. Man, shout out to them people, man. Yeah. Yeah. That really took a lot of. Curse. And you know, I know he's an artist. He used to perform in front of people, but mm-hmm. to get down on that one knee and pre- present that ring, mm-hmm. I know that took a lot. Like, how were you feeling when you saw that? Because you've been around, both of y'all been around Lil Dirt since L's up in them hitters, just mm-hmm. to see his growth yeah. and to see him get down on that one knee. Like, how did that make you feel? And also, for the people that don't know, see the godmother of. No, that's his first suit born, yeah. right? Yeah. So how did that make you feel? Uh, for me, it was bittersweet because I'm on two different sides of the fence. You know what I'm saying? Um, but I was proud of him. I'm proud of like his whole growth, mm-hmm. his whole growth spurt. But it was, it was, it was like, okay, Dirk, all right, you know, all right, proud of you, all right, like you got the right, okay. Well, you made that step. Yeah, and no, I'm proud of him though. I'm, Can I'm you get into that two sides though, or no, a two sides of the fence? Um. I'm the mother of the, the two oldest, so I'm very close with Nicole, oh, which is his first baby mama. Okay, shout out to Nikki. Yeah, oh, Nikki is amazing. You okay. know what I'm saying? So, um, you know, just that's the hard conversation no, I get it. to yeah, have. I get you know, it, but just on a respect level, for him being my brother and her being my sister, it's just, mm-hmm. you know. But I'm I'm very proud of him. You know, and mm-hmm. I think she is too for him making that. That's that's a big step. So tell me, like, like what was the energy like in the United Center yesterday? Cause I I was paying attention to like social media, and people really was waiting on Durkio to come home and do his thing. I really was proud of him. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm a Chicagoan yep. just to see yeah. his growth. Like, what was the energy like in the building when that guy touched the stage? Was that the first time he'd been in the United Center? 
Yeah, yeah. That's the first time he's been able to perform in Chicago since what? Adrian? Since what? Yeah, trying to find doing some like Adriana or something like that. We never really had a book show like that. Right, right. Because the city been terrified of him coming. Yeah, just call it a spade a spade. It's just it's just been terrifying. But I think for me, when he stepped on the stage, because we were all preparing for it in Atlanta at rehearsals and stuff, it was just to see him. I got him from the alley, so to see. The yeah. alley niggas compared yeah. to where he's at now, the superstardom, the mega person. He's still like dirt, though. He's still funny. He's still like, you know, right. still giddy. But I think the energy was, it was amazing, but it was also timid because you nerve, you don't know what, you don't even know what was going to happen. But the fact that nothing happened last night, there was no violence, right. there was no nothing. It was just like, Man, shout out to Compton. Y'all showed yeah, down there like that. They showed out for that. On, on another note, I know y'all saw last night how they shut down 290, the Hellcats and the Demons. Did you see that? I did. They blocked oh, the whole express. Yeah. When I woke up, I they was doing donuts for hours. Damn. State troopers couldn't stop them or nothing. State troopers pull up, they can take off. Shout out to Chicago, man. That's fun right there. You know, we're going to remember that type of stuff. Right, so look, I got a question. So, how do you go about choosing which. Artists, you man. It's because I, I, I seen the female. What's, what's her name? Which one? That's on your page. Uh, brown skin sister. She's a rapper. Yes. Yes, about her. I don't represent her anymore. I was hired to represent her for a short time. Ooh. Okay. So, I really Okay. But okay. yeah, she's a rapper. But then I have um, Shantina Lynette, who's working with Kanye right mm-hmm. now in LA. Mm-hmm. Um. So for me, I look for star power. That's how I got Tink. That's how mm-hmm. I got Dirk. That's how I got Raven. That's how I got all of the artists that I've had. So I have more than just Shantina. I have like mm-hmm. Trey, which is the drummer for Dirk. Yeah, I, I have him that. from Philly. I have um, Toop from Mississippi. I have this other guy that I'm dealing with right now that I'm thinking about picking up that I got a co-sign from hers team, which he's a rapper that just won um, a $30,000 thing on Clubhouse that I was a part of. Oh, okay. So, yeah, I just, I just look for star power. I don't really know. Like, I just know instantly if I meet somebody. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. So yeah, all right. For those that don't know, any talent that comes to Chicago and been through a hand, anybody that's popping right now, she's literally and put a hand on them. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And with that being said, how do you, like, cope with life, being able to be in touch with all these artists and stuff like that? What really got you into this? I'm a singer, so nobody knew that, like I did. Okay. I was singing backgrounds when I was working downtown. And then from there, my daughter, which is Ashley Banks, shout out to her. She just went viral. They just compared her to the new Travis Scott. Mm-hmm. So she's been doing her shit. I didn't even know that. Didn't know nobody that. knew that Ashley was my baby. <laughs> I know you got a son that who? Kamari. He but we'll talk about Kamari. Yeah, I got yeah. some questions about him. Mm-hmm. Got questions. Yeah, but um, she decided that she wanted to throw a basketball game because she was a hooper. So she decided one day she was just going to go down the wrong side of the court because she didn't want to play basketball anymore. She wanted to be a rapper. So um, I was part of this management team, and I just wanted to, it was called The Intervention with this guy by the name of Quick who used to run the Rough Riders in mm-hmm. New York. Mm-hmm. So that's how I met Reese. When oh, she just okay. reminded me that like the other day, like yeah, DJ <laughs> and so um, I've always had like the biggest management squad. I've always had like just a fuck shit load of artists mm-hmm. all the time, and I hate it because I never wanted it. You know what I mean? I just mm-hmm. happen to know what my calling is. The guy gave me so 
you know, I went from there to quitting my job and like managing her career and then went to I don't know how I got started. I don't know, Reese and then Zay and then D Gaines and then Keith and then Dirk and then Tink the Rack Boys. Everybody. I wanna go to DJ Reese. Where did you get your energy from? To be on tour with all these young bucks. All <laughs> <laughs> I was checking out your Facebook recently. You know, we've been Facebook mm-hmm. friends for a long time. Mm-hmm. And you was just like, you don't get no sleep. Mm-hmm. How do you do that? Like, how do you cope with that every night? Night in, night out, tour this, tour that, DJ in the party, this, party this. Well, I, I pick and choose what I do. you like, mm-hmm. um, I, I take my time. So when, you know, let's say Dirk uh, go do the show go to the after party, and then he'll go to the studio, I may skip out on the studio. Oh, right. I'm going to get that little nap in. Drink a little water, <laughs> get that nap in. Because we take early flights. Right. So I just kind of try to eat right, drink a lot of water. Like, really, water is the key. Mm-hmm. Like, for real. Yeah, just so, drink a lot of water. And I just, I'm blessed to be that. You know what I'm saying? I, it could have been all bad for me yeah. back in mm-hmm. 2000. So I've been up on you since... Uh, I think you had like the Supreme Team. Yeah, Supreme Team. Supreme yeah. Team. Explain that to me because I was trying to understand that before. Like, yeah. was that a record label or was it like a core DJ thing? Like, it what was, was uh, me and Doc Little. Mm-hmm. Um, Doc Little. We were, uh, yeah, we were uh, trying so to start. You got, a to, you got to know your history. Yeah, yeah I remember that. Okay. We was trying to start a production company. So we were, we had artists and Doc was a producer. He's a platinum producer. So he mm-hmm. produced for. Um, uh, Dina Howard, um, uh, I think her name is uh, Christina Aguilera. Mm-hmm. He got flights and stuff like that mm-hmm. in his crib. So he, he was proven. So he was like, man, we get some artists, I'll produce the records, and we try to get a production deal. So that's what we were doing. We were just making records at that time. It was like label stuff, but we were just producing records. And it was called the Supreme Team. Crazy, man. It's dope. Yeah, it, was, it was tough trying to get the artists to buy into the program, mm-hmm. you know, but... One artist, uh, B. Ford, he went on to break records for Lil' Kim mm-hmm. and things of that nature. Mm-hmm. So he, he's doing well. He's doing very well off of it. Oh, yeah, man. Yeah. I also seem like your mom, she was a DJ, huh? Yeah, mom, my mom was a yeah. DJ. So that's how I... House DJ? Just well, it was yet... come from. Yeah. So it was like house music and, you know, the regular R&B, like her era of music in the mm-hmm. um, late 70s, early 80s kind of deal. So, um, yeah, we always had it in the house. It was like... I, it was one of those things where I thought everybody had it. Like, you got a stove. Mm-hmm. Why y'all got these two things? <laughs> right. Why y'all got this? Why y'all got that one? Just one. So uh, it was always there. So my mother, she taught me when I was eleven. You know, she kind of I kept breaking the needles, blaming it on my sister, kind of deal. So when I was eleven, she taught me how to DJ. It was one of them. She was having parties. She was young. Wake me up in the middle of the night. Come play some records for me and my friends. So for those of you all that don't know, breaking the needle is when you're scratching. Yeah, I would with, be. with the vinyl, right? Yeah. And at eleven, you thinking scratching is DJing. Right. Like, okay, if I can scratch that, I'm a DJ. And I was breaking them needles. So when my mom would come in and start to play records, the thing would just go straight across. She was cool. Yeah. She was like, "Whoa, you want to know? I'll teach you." Right. And that's how. Instead of getting a whooping, I got taught. So before before we came, it was funny. I was over a uh, friend of mine's house, right? And I was like, "Yeah, you know, we about to go have a conversation." They like, 
ask him the question of why he don't feel like he need to con Chicago. Oh, <laughs> I'm like, oh, okay. You gave me a good, you gave me a good and a hit. Yeah, he friends with the, your barber, so oh, I think okay. this is how the conversation right. came about. I said, you were right there, so you you no car in Chicago. I, I felt like I didn't need a car because I was never here, uh-huh. and when I came home, I'm never really outside, uh-huh. and. DJing in the club, everybody want to come to the club. Hey, if you DJ. ain't your average DJ, he yeah. got money, y'all. So don't think he's so broke. He ain't got no money. He <laughs> just he don't talk. My bad. I'm gonna put that out there for the people, man. So you know, going to the club is always somebody want to go to the club with the DJ. You know, we we in there. Right. Yeah. So it wasn't never a problem moving around, and you know. I, 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 I just felt like I didn't need a car. I was never here. I was mm. come home on Monday and Tuesday. By Wednesday, I'm packing Thursday. I'm gone. I'll see y'all again Monday. Amen. So, Lulu. Yeah, yeah, no, uh, hey, you know what's crazy? I've always loved the DJs. The DJs, y'all like the coach. Yeah, yeah. And mm-hmm. college, the players, they come and go. But the coach, uh-huh. he's still there. Yeah, and the right. DJ, he gets all the ladies. He gets all the dreams. <laughs> he controls the atmosphere. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. Yeah. No cap. No, for real, for hey, real. You, you, uh, you are Dirk official DJ, correct? Yeah, I've been with Dirk um, when Lyrical had him back in 2012. I was at that from 2012 to 2015. 2012 and I was off for three years, and I came back in 2018. Wait, he was off what? From being his DJ? Yeah. From being his DJ, because Tink was my original first artist that I was DJing. Oh, okay. So she had got signed and got busy, and he was going on his first tour, and I couldn't make all the dates. And he wanted a DJ that could go from all the dates. Gotcha. So I had a you know, had to go home, you know, and then, um, so for those three years, I was, you know, m- more focused on the team. Um, yeah. So, who was the first artist from Chicago that you initially signed? Because I... I don't remember. Um, I've been signed in a long time. See? The list that long? That I signed? Did I sign to my label or did I first sign pop Who's the first popping artist? That you can that's doing well. The first popping artist that I had. Well, keep in mind, I had. Let me say, like, let's just. I had. This is all at one time. I had Ashley, Chinchilla Meek. I remember her. Shout out to the Rag Boys. Rag Boys. MIC. Shout out to them. Dirk. I don't remember. I had I had a lot of people at one time. So off of that roster, Tink and Dirk popped. Right. Zay and Gaines popped on the videographers. So I had both of the videographers and I had them. And then I had Reese as the only DJ. Mm-hmm. Right? They all cracked at the same time. Then I had Keith that I was working with with Interscope because I was the person that would go get Keith out the house to like Get him to do interviews or put lotion on him or like come on, <laughs> like come out the grid. Yeah, like but I don't know who I my very first artist that I like signed on management. He's working. So you got a lot of patience. So you, you got a whole lot of. Patience. I had it then. Right. I don't really have it now because right. I understand that management is like I've been in this game like fourteen years. Mm-hmm. So I'm tired. I'm, right. I'm at my yes. peak. I know. So now, 
I realized like maybe like a year ago after talking to my attorney thoroughly, like I'm the bag. And so I think like a lot of managers don't realize like you have to, I played the background for so long because I was working so much mm -hmm. that, you know, in, in Chicago's world, the artist is, is supposed to be proficient. They're supposed to be whatever, mm -hmm. but that teaches them also to be very selfish. And it also teaches them to not really care about their team. So I feel like for me, the reason that I was able to like kind of bypass all that shit is because I was like one of the most wanted managers and I was on my shit. And every time you heard about one you heard about one of her clients. Mm -hmm. And so now when you, when you look me up or you hear about me or you see that I'm an executive or you see like my high powered friends that's outside of Chicago, it just made me realize, like, everything that I've put into everybody else, I have to start putting that shit into me. Yes. Because if I'm where I'm at, now people will come to me, they'll fuck with my artist quicker. Mm -hmm. I have so many conversations about Dirk, and Dirk is not my client no more. But my client now from Philly, who's a huge DJ in the industry and work with everybody, that's Dirk's DJ. Drummer. Drummer. Okay. Drummer. Sorry, you get that right. <laughs> but my old client, which is, this is my old client, Dirk's my old client, and we're still family to this day. Mm -hmm. So you and Lee got a lot of Oh, that's my brother. Oh, okay, that's okay. I'm, okay. That's I my heart. That. Same with Dirk. What kind of um being a I mean both of you guys was, was is maybe close with Dirk. What kind of or were y'all were y'all even able to give him some advice during the the peak of the GDK BDK thing? Because she says she's been with him since like 2012. I think in that era, 13 was kind of. The, when you know when that when it was at its peak of just going crazy on the gangbang, well, were you guys able to actually just sit with him, tell him about his future, his career going up, et cetera, et cetera? Oh, it's just you know, Dark's so silly. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's just like a little brother that's just coming, like, hey, bro, stop. Right, you know, yeah, you know. Know. <laughs> yeah, that's why I asked. You know what I mean? Yeah, they but they they I can. dropped off the of dirt in twenty. I don't know. When did I drop off the of dirt? I don't remember, but we we had conversations. You know, I'm more so of like the big sister, like, bro, come on, you know what I mean? But I just think that sometimes you're so deep into shit yeah, that you can't, it's not yeah. for me, but like when I've had a situation where my life has been threatened and that's why I wanted to move into it, and okay. nobody knew about that. Okay. And that was like right after Chino got killed. Mm -hmm. And it was like, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and like, let that. you do you. I'm going to be the God mama. Yeah, right. You know what I mean? I'm mm -hmm. cool with all of that. But I think that when you're so deep in it, um, you have to respect whatever a it's, person is doing. And I, for me, that's not my... I don't mess with Dirk on that level. Okay. He knows my. He knows how I feel about it, but... Right. Mm -hmm. That's about right. What about yeah. you on the input on that situation or overall? Well... I never really, I, I approached him like um, the OGs would approach me. I never listened to, as a youngin', I never listened to the guys who tell me, don't do this, don't yeah. do this, stop doing it. I always listened to the guys that had the game. Okay. Let me show you how to do something. Let me show you how to. So I never really came at Dirk and, hey, you can't be doing this, can't be doing this. I just kind of, let me give you a little bit of advice yeah. on something that I know exactly. that happened to me. And just leave it at that. And you that. take it how you take yeah, it. Yeah, he just take it how you take it. Dirk is a very, very smart guy. Like, he's super smart. I'm telling you, it's like, it's incredible. Me at my age, I'm still, I be learning stuff from him. You know, he make me a better person all the time. So, um, he's a thinker. 
So I, I never really had those conversations of don't do. It's more do along that. the lines yeah. of, hey, this is what happened to me when I did. So there you oh, go. I like that. So the, tell me, how has Atlanta been treating you since you made your movie? Like, like oh, what's the difference from Atlanta and Chicago? I'm never in Atlanta. I'm never home. Never what? I'm, I'm always in the airport. On the I'm always on the road. I'm always on tour. So, so you're a rolling stone. Yeah, right? I'm never like, <laughs> at the crib. But Atlanta, for me, is like, I can't get into it. It's oh, too really? quickish. And yeah. every time I tell somebody that, they were like, you ain't try it's like, when we from here, I'm not finna go bombard yeah, shit. No. I don't give a fuck. Mm -hmm. Or whatever. And then when I come in, my presence is so, I don't speak. You know what I mean? I speak or whatever, but like, I'm so, I make people be like, well, who is that bitch? Or like, what mm -hmm. the fuck is going on? Or they already know who I am. So Atlanta is about the glitz and the glamour and the bags and you gotta have the hair and you gotta have the body and all that other stuff and you know from us it's like okay I have my jade on the hoodie yeah right I don't really care about nothing about what y'all doing so I'm always Atlanta's my safe haven like my house is my house thank you my happy water oh, that's okay. but um shout out to Trip. thank you but um <laughs> I'm not crying, y'all, either. <laughs> but, she loves what she do, y'all. Yeah, no, but Atlanta just, like, right now I'm trying to figure out if I'm going to move because I've been there six years. My son graduated. That was the goal, for him to go, for him to stay alive, mm -hmm. for him to go down there, take over basketball, graduate. He did all of that, and now he's in Miami hooping. He's, like, number 33 in the state. Mm, congratulations. Thank you. So it was like, now I'm just down there with a damn dog by myself. So right. Right. <laughs> So 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 what make your management different? What, if, if an artist if an artist come to you say I I want you to manage I tell them no instantly. Mm. instantly. No instantly? No. Before checking a background yeah. So you so you check so you check who you want to work with. I don't go to nobody but people come to me all the time and I just know in my spirit that I'm supposed to say no. Mm. Right. And I always say So so and a and a question like what make how you manage the artists that you are that I have that that you have different than a typical manager? Like, like what is your niche? What is, do you do that's different from any other manager? From any other manager, mm -hmm. um, everything that I use with Dirk and Tink and Raven and all three of them got signed is that I never switched up. Everything is the same. Every single is nothing that's different that's going to change anything. Everything is a you do this this month, you do this this month, you do this this month, that fourth month you're going to pop. It's the same. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? It's just the, the temperature of the client that you have. If they're willing to do that or if they feel like you're worth listening to, you know what I'm saying, or something like that. But I don't know. For me, everybody that I did, it's like God to tell me like lyrical. No. <laughs> right? No. Yeah. All the time. And, and some uh, their manager will come with a story, or they'll hire mm -hmm. me, or like the the label will come up. With, and it's like, all right, bring them on, come on, so I can do this shit and get them out the way. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But I know that my nectar is so sweet when it comes to this shit that like everybody's not supposed to get it, and so I'm learning that. Yeah. Like, it takes so much, and because I'm drained. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? I'm young as hell, but I'm drained mm -hmm. because you're dealing with people's energies. You're dealing with a certain type. You're dealing with music. You're dealing with um, just how they how they're capable of being 
a fuck person, you got to deal with you. And then when I get a client, first of all, I don't give a fuck about them. I give a fuck if they got kids. If they got kids, now I'm really working. Mm-hmm. You know, ten times harder because I have to make sure that those babies eat. And it's always been like that. That's really nice. I like that. So, tell me, what? Like, how do y'all feel about, like, the drill music movement as of today? Because, like me, mm-hmm. you know, y'all been there since the beginning, though. So how do y'all feel about that movie today? Well, on Clubhouse, I'm, I'm labeled the club, the, the first drill manager. So they be arguing, the, the people from London be arguing with me about drill music and people from New York. But I don't know. I think drill was, is special because it's something that we created. And it's when everybody was alive and they yeah. felt alive. You know what I mean? And Rest in peace to the to those that we lost, but you know Louie was amazing and yeah, Dirk was amazing yeah, and you know what I'm saying like the DJs was amazing like everybody was popping. That was a t- Adriana's was a ama- we was like mm-hmm. I was never home then. I was always with this nigga. You know what I'm saying? You know what? That was one of the the the, the first times that literally everybody was together because I went back and looked at some videos. I saw Dirt, Louie, Crump. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Bernie, everybody was on that You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And mm-hmm. you know, I wasn't there, and I always wonder, like, damn, what really went wrong that broke everything up? You know what I'm saying? Because if we really would have stayed like that, ain't no telling how many millionaires right now Chicago would have. Literally, like, we supposed to have thirty to forty millionaires right now. We supposed to have so many rapes flying through these streets right now, but it was like. Yeah. Like what was going on? Like, what were you thinking? Like, man, we need to stop this. We need to bring everybody back together. Or you were just like, fuck it. Let's just go in and it just was roll. Sections. Remember, it was sections of it was a pocket. Yeah. I, I think yeah. everybody was fighting to be their own entity yeah. at that mm-hmm. time. So then, like you brought up, Crump. Crump was on the road with us sometimes. You know what I'm saying? And then all of a sudden, he wasn't with us no more. Not, you know, I was. Always on the outside looking in. I didn't understand it. Like, okay, dude was just with us. Like, mm-hmm. he went to jail. We was on the road, and in Bloomington, he got caught with a warrant and had to go back to Bellarmine. All kind of stuff. So I was like, man, I, I ain't with us no more. Like, what's going on? I think as an OG coming from the streets, I failed them like all the other OGs most did. Mm-hmm. I said, I'm out of here. I don't want to deal with that no more. I'm just going to focus on my little small circle. Mm-hmm. So I probably wasn't as verbal as I should have been back then. Mm-hmm. And I should have. But which, which honestly, yeah, yeah. it, it, it wouldn't have made a difference. It, it probably have. wouldn't have. People would have yeah. probably just not like you for the affiliation. Yeah. yeah. We came in this 2021, February 22. People don't like the truth. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And that's something that I learned because you stay in Atlanta right now. That Chicagoans, we don't want a team. Why is like, why are us Chicagoans so just hateful with each other? Like, another person, another female can come out and she can be a manager. She want to manage artists, but she don't fuck with them. Yep, and I know somebody right now mm-hmm. that has never met me ever in her life. But and, and but that's real. That's but but right. you cannot come to Chicago and say. <clears throat> You don't know, or you can't come to Chicago and be like, oh, so who are the managers around? Of course you're going to say the managers are out now. Mm-hmm. But if you go back a little bit a ways... First two, you're going to say... I don't mean to... Yeah. 
you and Lero. Yep. That's who the streets yeah. gonna say. Yeah. Before that, they gonna say D Diddy bad. Yeah. I had a lot. I had a lot. Shout out to Free Last of the Little Y'all. Okay, I'm sorry. Yeah, but like you said, <laughs> no cap. They literally you're gonna have those conversations, and it's Little crazy sweet. that you even say Lero because, <laughs> oh yeah, Lero. I I'll never forget when he. He pulled up on me and, you know, and we cool now, but he pulled up on me and he wanted me to get in the car. And he was like, you popping right now. Like, you do everything. Like, what are you, a media cup? Whatever, you do every fucking thing. Right. And I'm like, yeah, you know, whatever. You know, we on the scene of a video shoot. And he like, you just need to come on and just bring L.E.M. to Lawless. Lawless. And I was like, why would I do that? Because what happens one day if I get bigger than you? Like, why would I? Why would I do that? But at the time, for him, it was merging everything together. It was the merge because it was I had, I had like the other side. You know what I mean? And he had this side, but at the same time, it was so much shit going on in the pockets of everybody's situation. I'm a whole woman though, bro. I'm not giving you, I'm not, I didn't work too damn hard to get to where I'm at and I had already right. heard just like certain stuff. So I'm to like, fold my tent under your yeah, roof. like, nah, mm-hmm. I'm going to keep going and keep going and keep going and I'm going to struggle no matter how it gets and I just happened to supersede and do what I needed to do. But like, I think at that time, it was, they was, and then you got to keep in mind, all of them was kids. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, we dealing with 16 year olds, we dealing with labels and shit coming and giving them 4.5 and You got niggas feeling they self, you got the city turned up and ain't nothing you can do about it. And then you got me, Lero, Lauren, um, she had Herb and Bibby. Shout out to her. Uh, yeah, who else? It was it was like then you had all the DJs. You had Reese, you had Ferris, you had Vito. DJ City at the time, you had V you had Amaris. Amaris. Yeah. So like, breaking records. Yeah, yeah, you had everything. And we had just broke the biggest record. We had just me and Dirk was literally in the studio. He finished L's anthem. I took that bitch, that C D. Yeah. From there, so it's like that era. Like, I wish that we could have merged everything together, but I think that the street. I mean, we come from a mob city. This is a mafia, so the spirit of just different shit is here. It's about about stepping on toes. Was Lero? I'm thinking though, was it maybe because of how he presented it to you, or was you just standing on your own ten toes, no matter how? I mean, Lero. Lero was the ten thousand dollar nigga. Like I'm, you ten thousand. I'm saying you ten thousand. You ten thousand nigga. Ten k crazy. Ten k crazy. You was. Yeah, he was ten k crazy. Yeah. Matter of fact, that's Mr. PPP. That's my boy too. Yeah, and so I just. I think that was the moment where I stood on my own. Mm-hmm. I had I had I had like the city on my back, and it was just like, bro, I'm not gonna give my shit up because I knew I was good. I knew at that point because he was cracking, he was he was lit. At the, I knew right. when he saw me. You came. Yeah, you came to me. Came. Like, oh, okay, yeah. shit, I'm yeah, doing yeah, something yeah, right. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. I like that. I like that. That's the thing. So yeah, no, but shout out to him because he did. He he was always about unity too. You know what I mean, regardless of whatever. But he was always just about one big city. And it should have been like that. But that's the difference in Atlanta. Like, them niggas won't fuck with each other. They don't fuck with each other, but they fuck with each yeah. other. They're going to make a bad. They're going to execute They're going to execute on the business. They keep it yeah. personal. Yeah. Like, yeah. And you're gonna and you're not going to hear about it. You're going to yeah. hear about it in, like, the outskirts of, like, different shit. But that's what I see there. I see, like, 
like the way QC has it down there and the way that um, another label down there that don't nobody really rock with. But just the way that they move, they don't fuck with each other, but they it's like they come together though. And none mm -hmm. of the artists really like each other. But up here, right. it's just the spirit of us. So, yeah. Why do y'all? What's making QC okay? What's the difference between QC being able to get artists to see the bigger picture in the bag, and then rather than me or one up y'all telling mm -hmm. some Chicago artists, "Come on, man, let's just get the bag." It's because they already had the bag. No, it's because we don't trust. Mm -hmm. It's been too much fuck shit up here. It's been too many lies. It's been too many snakes. It's been too many. Yeah. It looked like this. It's been too many like slave masters. Come on over here. It's been too many like <laughs> fake ass gatekeepers. Cause yeah. I don't like when people be like, oh, clearly you a gatekeeper. No, I'm not. I'm not any of that. I just work. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So I think that up here, I don't know. It's just about a dollar. It's about the look of some shit. Like. And I stand on that shit. Niggas up here do not give a fuck about a client to me. You know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. I don't feel like you do. I feel like it's about how you're gonna look on the internet or how you're gonna right, 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 how right. you gonna be perceived or like, oh okay, you had this artist shit. Now I got this artist. And most of the popular yeah. artists here is young. Most of the popular artists from where you they most it, the mod to me the difference they more established. So they get most if you think about most of the artists here that's ahead. They were all started 17, 18, and mm -hmm. most of them ain't even over 26 yet. I think the South, they got more mature people that they look up to. I was about to, to say, the South has a more yeah, family-oriented. Family yeah. I done been around Dolphin a lot. He really it's family. looked up to daddy, y'all. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? And it's nobody that's what we miss. They acknowledge it, though, yeah. down there. They be like, this was my, I, I, I used to love him. I used to listen to him rap, blah, blah. Here, it's like... They listening to the ops music and then post, well, listen to that nigga. Right, and right. then go make a song that sound like his hit. Or Wolf about, he said something. You just said you don't listen to him, but you know that he said. Right, so, it's, you know, so it's good. Yeah, that's what it, We don't have structure here. We never had it. Even when I was in high school. Shout out to v Doug, bring back structure. We didn't have structure. We didn't have, like, I mean, we hard-headed as fuck. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Mom said, don't go outside. Nigga, we crawling through the window. Yeah. That's so hot. That's what I'm saying. We gonna touch it. But out there in the South, like, I don't know, it's like a big-ass hug or some cornbread right. or some shit. You know right, what I'm saying? Right, right, like, that's right. what they call the Southern hospitality. It's real, exactly though. what it is. Yeah, Out here, it's, it's real. Everybody yeah. waving at you. Everybody waving. Yeah, everybody's too nice. I be like, wait a minute. I was down there, like, feeling uncomfortable, <laughs> but you both feel embraced, yeah. and you really feeling, like, weird. Hey, DJ Reese, so the other day, I was on, um, I think it was like, Say Cheese. Shout out Sean Cotton. That's our boy. Um... And I saw a young blue DJ fucked mm. up the set. Mm. Yeah. Played the wrong fucking song. Yeah. That never happened to you? No. I don't you ever been on the set? I don't, I don't do things like that. <laughs> you supposed to play India, then you play Jermaine? No, I don't do that things never happened like to you? No, son. As far as I've ever gotten like that, it's like we got we have a set list. Mm -hmm. So, uh, Ting mostly, she'll go through a set. She sometimes will skip a record, but she has a way of telling you when she talks up. A record. She says certain things that let me know, okay, we're not playing this, we're playing this. Mm -hmm. And Dirk does the same thing. Dirk moves around and hits show a lot. Mm -hmm. He'll skip some records. But as far as him talking up a record, because that's what Blue did. He talked the record up. 
he told he basically told the DJ, I'm bringing Anne Marie out. So that and right there would have told me, let me get the record by Anne Marie. Mm-hmm. So, so he, he ain't get the record wreck. It was a girl. It was a girl. She's an EDM DJ, I believe. Oh, yeah. Yeah. She's not even a hip hop DJ. Big. Yeah. So she's not even in the hip hop world. So they, they could have been her nerves. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't. But there wasn't. But I, I just had this conversation before I picked you up. So mm-hmm. Blue got three managers, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Is that normal? I know you got a role I mean, manager. Got a, no, no, business no, we manager. got three business managers. Oh, but okay. but yeah, you got to think how quick he came up. Yeah, he make a lot he of money. He came up so quick, so instantly, like, <laughs> oh, yeah, we we gonna handle this. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But. This is the third time that that show has happened because it just got fucked up in LA. It oh, just okay. happened again. And I was at that show. And then it happened in Atlanta every, every vote because I was a speaker for Revolt. And you also have to have a relationship with your DJ. You get what I'm saying? You have to have the chemistry. But as a manager, we was just have, you have to watch the show too. Like, he's an artist, but as a manager, like, Something is going on. Either y'all not having rehearsals or the soundtrack, or you not checking the computer. Every since, every, for the longest, I know exactly. Even me, and me and Reese haven't been around each other for like what four or five years, but I still know every. I did. I know every single thing he does and he doesn't do. And as soon as I got back with him, I know exactly. It's like, right. but you got these. You don't put an EDM DJ with the R and B. Damn mm-hmm. near rap, you can't do yeah, that because her shit, her mode is so different. Mm-hmm. So she's not going to click on to what he's saying because EDM DJs don't deal with artists. True. You know what I'm saying? They're the artists. They're the, the artists. DJs. But yesterday was fucked up too. That was horrible for him. And so he lost, he losing money. Mm-hmm. So, as, a, as a major DJ and a, or even like a big time manager, is it any type of responsibility for you guys to uh, make sure that the artists know? Anything about the business side of the yeah? Is that something that a lot of Chicago artists lacking? Yes. You feel like sure? I don't know what they're doing now because I don't. I haven't really dealt with any, but I know that that's a big. That was a big problem in the beginning um, with me because artists just don't want to take the time to learn. Right. So now I teach people like okay. You need to have your ASCAP, you need to have your BMI, we're going to do it together. Mm-hmm. So you can't say nobody's stealing your money or your percentages or whatever, because I'm about to teach you how to do your splits. Okay, so before you even deal with me, you need to consult with an, with an attorney. So what's the splits? So, the split, that so, like you have so you have a song, it's 100% of a song, mm-hmm. right? The DJ, I mean the DJ, the producer gets 50% of the song, mm-hmm. right? So that leaves you 50%. So let's say if it was just you on the song, so that's 50-50. DJ, I mean, so just you mean you're the only writer, the only writer, so that's 100% right there. Producer, artist. So now you come in and now you want to do, you got a hook. He did the hook. Mm -hmm. You wrote, you were in the studio and you came up with, I want to fuck, right? Mm -hmm. Okay, but he did the hook. So the hook is the biggest percentage in a song. Because that's what you hear constantly, Correct. all the time. So when I first got in the game, I thought it was the verse that you get paid more off of. So this is me learning, because mm-hmm. I have to stay teachable, mm-hmm. okay? So now you have the person that did the hook, so the hook is damn near can be like between 25%. So now you got a verse. Well, you not a verse, you came up with some words. You get paid off of that too, so it could be 2%, 3%, 5%. Right. So now you have... 25% for the hook, you have 3%, so whatever that is, minus 
you're the artist, you're going to get the rest. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, you're with ASCAP. Right. When I really the crumbs, like, it's so many ways for artists mm-hmm. to get paid and they just right. do not know it. Right. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. so now the song is, that's the makes up the 100%. So you got your ASCAP, the producer has his BMI or whatever. So he doesn't have anything set up. Mm-hmm. But you got your ass cap or something okay. set up, right? Got your business together. You got your business shit together. But this person doesn't have his stuff together. So now you register the song, his stuff goes in as an unknown artist. Unless you talk to him mm-hmm. and be like, listen, right. bro, do you have your shit set up? No. Well, you can go to ass cap. You can shut your shit up for $100. Right. Now his business is in order. And so nobody takes the time to do that because... If you have you dealing with a fuck person, oh you don't know if you don't really know how to do that shit. I'm gonna take two, three, four, five percent off of this, mm-hmm. off of that. And it doesn't have to be like that, but nobody has to take nobody takes the time to literally explain. And then what an artist to do is, oh, I'm gonna let the manager handle everything. Stop doing that shit. Learn your shit. You know what I mean? Like learn your shit. And before I'm handling everything. I was doing everything. And then I was still getting fucked in the end because people would make up shit or think this because you didn't know your fucking business. Yeah, Bro, I'm thorough. I, don't, I came in, I got money. I came in the game with money. So it, it has nothing to do with trying to take some money. But you don't even know that you could be getting paid off of fucking. Yeah, you could just be in a studio yeah, and not yeah. saying nothing and get paid. They yeah. don't even know, you know what I mean? Because nobody takes the time to explain because they want to get over. So now what I do is, if you're an artist, what you're going to do with me is, you're going to pay me for a consultation, you're going to sit down, I'm going to teach you some shit for two hours, and you're going to be tired. Mm-hmm. Now, after I teach you, if you're tired and you still want to deal with me, then I know you about your shit and you're ready. You get what I mean? But mm-hmm. a lot of people, because a lot of managers don't know that shit either. Mm-hmm. But I have a, one of the best attorneys in the game. I have one of the be- I have a lot of mentors that I was able to like click on with and they was able to teach me stuff and then like just from mistakes that I've had or like bullshit that I went through and I had to like go back and learn stuff. So now I'm trying to teach people like listen, this is how you get your money. You don't even have to fucking do you don't have to be this big ass artist to make a bag. I've been on all of my artists have been on Every TV show that you can imagine because of sinking licensing. But niggas just be thinking <laughs> shit. What's that? What's the thing? Hold on, hold on. She's dropping the school. She's dropping the gym. Go ahead. I'm going to No, but sinking licensing is when you can get your music license behind, like, okay, so one of our shows is Insecure. Mm-hmm. So, like, when a show comes on and they play, like, a segment of your yeah, music, 10 seconds. 10 seconds. Ten seconds can get you seven thousand dollars, mm-hmm. depending on how you negotiate. I just got, a, I just had a situation with NBC. Shout out to Mark, right now. we put that together. <laughs> <laughs> but like anything can come your way. It doesn't have to be. You don't have to be a mainstream artist to check a bag. You get what I'm saying? Like you don't have to. One of my artists, she's one of my smaller artists, but she's been working with Kanye for months, and she's the loudest singer. And she's checking the bag. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And she wants she's an amazing artist, but she's checking the bag yeah, off of being a fucking background singer and getting her shit together. So I just think that music is always gonna be what it is, but at the end of the day, learn how to make more money. Google is free. It is. You know what That's I'm our biggest thing. Man. Get on Clubhouse. I'm one of the biggest moderators on Club. Get on Clubhouse and, and listen and learn and ask questions and get with some of these DJs. Like a lot of managers don't even know this and this is like a free 
jewel that somebody Ooh. taught me. Well, hold on. Yeah, to even watch this. We'll work out that shit later. We need fifty thousand out of that yeah. for all our subscribers. Let me tell y'all. Okay. So I no, charge. Okay. I charge. I'm putting this out there. I charge twenty six hundred dollars a month for me to do consultations for mm-hmm. artists. Right. Mm-hmm. You work. I charge seventeen hundred dollars for two hours just for us to sit and have a conversation. Mm-hmm. Right. So a manager comes in the game, you gotta you gotta have some tenure. You have to have worked with a Reese or a Dave or you have to be you have to be acclimated some type of way. As a manager, you're dealing with an up and coming artist, and let's say that he's an up and coming artist, but you know he's gonna pop. You just know it, you your spirit feeling, mm-hmm. you see how people gravitate to him. That email is full. You know what I'm saying? He's smelling himself a little bit. Oh, okay, he's gonna pop. But you don't he's not making no money right now. Mm-hmm. As a manager, and somebody that's huge in the game told me this. When you have a new artist, you have a conversation with the artist. Listen, we're not making no money, but I'm doing all this fucking work. Every song that you make, do you mind giving me 3% or 5% on the publishing? Because you're not making shit right now. And as that record spins, I'm not making no money, but goddammit, every time you need me to come somewhere or go somewhere or get your ass out of jail or whatever... That is eventually because it, you got to think once the money, once once it starts happening, you don't get paid for a year anyway. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So if the song picks up and it kicks off, now you're getting paid for the rest of your life. So those are royalties. Those are royalties for you. So Residual income yeah. for the people that don't know. So you want to, but that's when you, when you have that type of, like, when you can have that conversation. So for me, I can have them type of conversations because... You ain't gonna tell me. Why would you tell me? No, look what I've done. Like, mm-hmm. look who I know. Look who I'm affiliated My with. But, speak for yeah, itself. but you have to get to that level. But people be thinking like, oh, to be a manager is like this big ass. It's fun. This shit is hard. Yeah, oh, yeah. work. It's very tiresome. It takes away from a lot of stuff. But those are just like little nooks that I've learned that. That's why I'm not pressed to work with an artist. I don't give a fuck. So we only came up with a sixty dollar budget. So you came up with six. We gonna go with reason right now. So we're gonna sixty dollar budget right now. I'm free though. No, 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 no. Bring your table. We gonna invoice you too. How can a DJ get in the game and be like Reese? Be a tour DJ. So is it a difference between? That's two questions, right? How can you be like Reese? And be a DJ and be successful, not have a car in Chicago, but still mm-hmm. got the cribs, take care of your kids, got the bag. Then, is there a difference between a tour DJ and a club DJ? Okay. Because the tours is where the money is, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. So, first, whenever somebody say, I want to be like you, I always say, be better than me. Right. So, don't be like me. Um, but you're a great example. I, 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 I'm sure. Like, but, I, you know, I did go through some things you know, <laughs> to get where I was. Like My situation is a little different. DJing was something I always knew how to do. I was 11 years old, so mm-hmm. I've been knowing how to DJ. It took me facing 4 to 14 before I then took it serious in 2000. Yeah. Man, in 1998. Well, 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 4 to 14. Yeah, I was facing 4 to 14 from a drug raid. Okay. So, XB boy. Yeah, I had to ask God, my nigga, make me, make me do him. something. I hung with him, man. <laughs> so, I was right. dating this girl at the time, and she would wonder why I would come in at night, 
at 10 every night, count my money, and turn fair or something. She was like, why you always listen to the radio? I said, because I, I used to DJ, so I like listening to the mixes. So I'd be in there, count my money, putting the money up, getting some more work, get ready to go back out after fairs get done. So that Christmas, she brought me some turntables. I had got raided right before that. Mm-hmm. So I knew my time was up. I, had, I was kind of like um, ace. Mine was all in one year. So I went selling what? Bootleg CDs or that 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 dog? I was uh, selling that. Nah, that, okay. that you know, right. But my shit came. It came in a rise so quick. I wasn't a drug dealer over a bunch of years. My shit came like and it was summer, and shit. By the end of the summer, I was the man. Right. My shit didn't last long. Straight I wasn't selling drugs a long time. My <laughs> shit was like maybe twelve months. Mm. But I didn't get caught. I got caught because somebody first forty eight of me. Mm. So, I got back into the DJ. Mine was a little different. My situation was a little different. I took it as it saved my life. So, I gave it everything. Mm-hmm. So, my kids went without because I wasn't making the money. Um, I didn't have all the time because I was out of town or chasing this or chasing that. Um, so, being like me was a little different. I mm-hmm. guess, you know, per se. So, it's not... It's, it's different for everybody. You know what I'm saying? I get what you were saying. We're not going to struggle with no yeah, Right. Tour DJing as opposed to club DJing, definitely. I had already said in my mind I wanted to DJ in front of thousands of people. Mm-hmm. So that was always my goal. My goal was to be on a big stage and platform. I didn't know if I was going to be with an artist or it was just going to be me up there rocking out and the people listening to me. Mm-hmm. So... My yes, goal was set. Yeah, coming to the crib. Your two folks are your Kobe's jersey. Your Kobe's jersey. Yeah, man. Rest in peace, Kobe. We love Kobe, man. Absolutely. You. So, yeah, tour DJing definitely must, well, financially is better than DJing in the club. But it's a lot more room for error. So, it's a greater risk of error in tour DJ than it is a club. In a club, you can mess up a blend, the party's gonna keep going, everybody mm-hmm. looking at the DJ like, ah, oh, you fucked up. You mess up on stage, mm-hmm. now the artist, you putting his career or her career in jeopardy because you ain't doing something right. You gotta know how to troubleshoot, too. Mm-hmm. If something go wrong, you gotta know how to fix it. You gotta be able to, okay, what just happened? All right, boom, let me plug this in, or let me unplug this and let me reroute this. You got to be able to do that. That's what you get paid the money for, mm-hmm. to troubleshoot when something go wrong. You don't get paid for everything to go right as a tour mm-hmm. DJ. You get paid for when it go wrong, yeah. what your ass going to do? So basically, knowing your craft yeah. and beyond that, yeah. you need to know the system, yeah. this track board. You need to know all yeah, You need to know board. a lot of technical things yeah. when, you, when you're tour DJing because you're up there, you know, now Dirk is doing 55 minutes an hour sometimes. Mm. Um, you're up there a long time. You got to make sure things run. Now he has production staff, but at the same time, sometimes it's just me and him, and I got to make sure it's right. So the room for error is. So your, so your first time on stage in front of a large uh, audience was you nervous as shit? Yeah, I still get nervous. I was getting, sure. I gotten, I get nervous to DJ in a club before I was doing. For a tour, that's when you. I still go. used to get That's nervous to go. go up. Yeah, and I and I hoped I never 
that feeling never went away. You know what I'm saying? Because once that feeling go away, then you get caught. That's why a lot of people uh, yeah. like that's why a lot of people still were chasing the hat because they wanted that first yeah. hat. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's why they graduated from cocaine to dope, mm -hmm. dope to meth. You know what I'm saying? Because they want that hat. So that's a great feeling. Yeah, I still get nervous. I still worrying. Like, oh, so that's a good right. thing for you, though. Absolutely. So last night was one of those moments. Last night was, um, I don't know how to explain last night. It was, we was, I was in a zone last mm -hmm. night. Like, I just, everybody, I don't know what it was. Yeah. It just felt like, I, you know, I, one of the feelings I had when I first, when I was up there and I was looking out at everybody, I used to DJ on my block at, um, Four o'clock every day. I would open that? on seventy seventh and Carpenter. Okay. So I would open up all the windows and stick a speaker in the window and just DJ and everybody would sit on their porches and just listen to me DJ. Okay. So I pictured that and that's what I thought I was doing yesterday. Yeah. It felt like I was in my living room and all my friends were just sitting there. Yeah, man, it was yeah, that, yeah, it was yeah. crazy. Yeah. Like, yeah. The feeling and the, how things they it move it, it, it moves slow like so. Tell me, like, how do your kids treat you? Because you, you got a what, yeah. boy and a girl? I have three biological kids, boys. Three okay. boys. And I have three girls from previous relationships I was in, and they were little girls. So six? Like big girls, so they're not my girls, but... But they're your I girls. They're my girls. girls. Like, they're your girls. So, yeah, I got six. All six. So how do they treat you knowing that daddy just came home with smirky on? Yeah, it's, it's pretty like, cool, like... Like, do they want to hear the stories? They ask you all the, like the, the two youngest, the two youngest, yeah. do. the two youngest do. They, they, they always asking questions. Like, what are you doing? They, they'll call me when they see, um, like they see the flyer, I'll post a flyer or something. They'll call me. What you doing? There? Yeah. What you doing? What's back? Who's that behind you? Right. Like, they right, want right, to right, see. Right, right, right. You know what I'm saying? So I, I, get so it. I want to ask questions. What's the craziest moment you had on tour that nobody ever like? You be like, whoa, this. This one, this one, outlandish. This one, other positive. Positive, positive. Yeah, yeah. well, I, anything. People make the like I tell people all the time. They don't care. They may think I'm living this old crazy DJ life. Listen, it's not that. I go do the show, come back to the hotel. Everybody go their separate way. I go to my room, bro. I just be in my room. I, I watch South Park. Yeah, all night. But I, mean, I don't know why I like cartoons. Yeah. I just be watching it. And I just be in my room. I, so I don't have those kind of, you know, moments that people be. Kind but Tay said the same thing on the security side. He said everybody tell them like like security for for rappers all that. Like, mm -hmm. yeah, like hey I'm DJ Reese, do you have the space to um, be an official DJ for another artist of Dirt Caliber at the like? Yeah, I've, I've had offers. Oh, okay, you know I had to with Dirt Pay you off. You know, talk. No, no, but do you have the space to be more than... No, 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 not the back door time. Like, just like, if you got more than one job, do you have the space to be like, I got two artists. Oh, yeah, Tink and Dirt. I juggle both of them. Yeah, I juggle both of them. It worked out for a lot of years where I never missed nothing. And then they when they got busy, like I say, I was off from Dirt for three years because Tink had got, you know, she had got signed, she had got busy. And then when I came back on the Dirk in 2018, it still worked out. But now Dirk situation is a little, it's, it's a lot more moving parts. Mm -hmm. um, not saying that Tink show is not an amazing show or it's a big show, but it's a little different doing R&B than it is doing a rap yeah. show, mm -hmm. you know. Mm -hmm. But um, me and Tink could not do a show for 
20 years almost, and I think we can get right on stage and, and just chemistry, like, chemistry be like, we've just been doing it forever. Like, me and her, it's like, it's crazy. Yeah, man, that's what's up. Sir, how is it being a, 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 a basketball mom now? Because I heard you just speak on about retiring. Because it sounds like you're going to get a game up. Don't you going to get a game up right now? It sounds like it. I don't know. See? I don't know. I don't, I, I, I don't think you're going to get a game. No, I'm real careful about even saying that because I don't want God to like talk. Oh, I'm yeah. real. I manifest my life. So he just knows that I'm tired. And then every time I say I'm tired, it's like, but I'll put you on this earth to mm-hmm. do this. So I just, I'm very careful about that. But I really want to get into sports management. She gave it a game shit. up. I li- no, not no. So give it a game up. Mm-hmm. I'm not. They sound like it. sports magic. No, get for ball game. Um, I just think with Kamari, it's like it's like how Ashley was. Like nobody can manage my kid's career. So now I do speak to like agents, and I'm doing all of that now. And he just got his third offer. So sports management is just as risky as music management because you have to go out there and outsource clients, and you know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. But but it's different because. Literally, the you chance. really are the sacrifice. God put you through everything that you was going through right now so you can be able to give them babies the knowledge. So now, guess what? Your son don't need a sports agent. He got L E M. That's what it stands for. No, it's I don't know. What that stands Therapical for? Eyes management. Thank you. Mm-hmm. So guess yeah. what? I believe you finna get a game up. And that's God what he said. had designed for you. You ain't gave it up. It's still management. It's still management, but guess what? Bigger checks. <laughs> it's about your babies. So now, guess what? It is. His money not getting stolen. Yeah. He got one of the smartest people in the game on his team, and he trusts that person. Guess why? That's his mom. Yeah. yeah. So rap, that was just for you to play around. You got cuts on your eyes. You got beat up. You got abused. You got talked wet. about. But yeah. now... You finna really take over the world. I, I feel like that so. about you because well, I've been watching you for so long and yeah. I know your work and I know what yeah. it takes to manage artists. That is not easy. So if you finna babysit, you finna babysit the boy that's 33 in the country right now, right? Yeah, she's I don't know. No, <laughs> no, no, she's still no, ain't gonna sign. She still ain't still. Cause she just love music. No, I'm a music. I am music, and I just feel like for my son, like now, I can't explain Kamari. Like y'all know. Explain it to us. We got time. I don't know how. I don't know how to explain it. Get another drink, man. I don't really know how to explain it. Let her break it. Let her break it. Yeah, break it down to us. We good. He don't want a drink. He trying to burn fat. We game. <laughs> now, I don't push really, ups on set and have a drink. <laughs> yeah. the I don't really know how to explain it. I, I just know that I've always been a team mom. I've always been the team mom. Mm, and I've always had she the first. I've me. always been the house where all of the boys Tonight, come bro. stay in my house. Right. I'm always the people, the person that they pack their big ass bodies into my car. Mm-hmm. And so now that he's in Miami and he's doing his own thing, he one of my business partners is Chauncey. And he's from Chicago. I don't know if y'all know him, but he worked with. Suge and Tupac and Biggie over at um, Death Row. Uh-huh. So yeah. he manages. I gotta look him up. Damien, what's the dude? What's the little short dude that's on Shark Tank? Damien Biller. Oh, oh, Damien Yeah. So he manages him. I, I so that's who Kamari stays with in Miami. Mm. So oh, they've been taking care of him and his mind. Oh yeah, he, oh, yeah he's Back sharp. Back home, mom. Oh, I smell it. <laughs> so yeah, okay. Oh, he's sharp. Before you give it up. I'm not giving. Oh, right, 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 right. That's him putting that in. No, name. before she put but it to the before side. Before you, before you have to make that decision. Um, 
as meeting artists, can you can you kind of like tell if an artist would want to pick the glitz and the glamour versus yeah, your consultation instantly? Because right, because it's different. I know of artists yeah, and some would rather the, take the glitz and the glamour, the fame over the consultation and the knowledge. Yeah, I, you deal with artists that that look at it and they see it as a whole, like. Oh, this is pretty. Oh, I want to be in this. Or yeah. I need to be the limelight of it. Mm-hmm. So if you're doing all of that, then you're not willing to put the work in behind it. You know what I'm saying? And so mm-hmm. for me, I only deal with festival artists. Now, that's one thing. I only deal with artists that I know I can put on that stage. So every time I see Dirk on a big-ass stage, it's like, I just be like, I've been God damn, yeah. like, right. damn, I saw that. I saw and that's that. what it yeah. got. And even though he has other management that's amazing now, you know, it's just like, Damn. You like, know what I mean? You gotta Same thing with Tink. You gotta give like, yourself credit for that eye. Yeah. Like, you gotta have that eye. You like, I saw that 28. Yeah. Yeah. I, I always said that when I listened to his music, I was like, these other rappers are good, but he gonna be great. Like, like he, had, he always had that thing that a switch over. Mm-hmm. Even though he was going through mm-hmm. what he was going through, like, okay, he gonna rap about his pain and struggles. And I, I'm like, but he making music too, though. I saw him. You know what I'm saying? I don't understand Dirk is a, he's, a, he's, he's smart. He might come but in. He's to me. like a musician. Like, I don't yeah, know how to right, explain yeah. that. Like, he's like, he's an artist, a full fledged. Like, this song he just did with this with country, the country guy. That's yeah. dope. Yeah. Dirk is that's, amazing. That's, yeah, that's dope. And people, I think people underestimate him because of what they've seen or heard or whatever, but. He had the country guy rapping like him. I'm like, I got on like three yeah. years ago. I used to make jokes because I got on them late. Mm-hmm. And then I used to be like, mm-hmm. he top five female artists. Then I started listening to Dirk, like really listen, because I know I know how to listen. Mm-hmm. And I just gave it up to him. Like, damn, he really top three yeah. Chicago artists. Because you really got to think about it. He been in the game for a decade. He almost on his future. And he almost on his future. He at the highs of the pinnacle right now. Yeah. That's a lot of artists can't be in the game 10 years. Yeah. And that's why me, I've been in fashion music, but I give respect to fashion geeks. They've been yeah, 20 been, years. Yeah. To still be around 20 years, relevant. right now, it's hard. But that's dope knowing what he us as a culture, knowing, yeah. not probably knowing him personally, but we know his people and mm-hmm. the culture. What he, exactly. So just knowing how close we know where they come from, just see them like, Future is like, damn, now I see, like, damn, people really did used to know Jay-Z and look at him. That's how I be thinking when I think of Dirk, Laher, Polo, I just be like, damn. Hey, man, when you look at Dirk, you really look witnessing a person that mastered his craft. Mm -hmm. He perfected his sound. That sound can't get no better. You know what I'm saying? I agree. Once I saw the record with Drake, should have gone. Life in a chain. All he has game. House probably was finna get repossessed at that <laughs> moment. Ass yeah. Yeah, Drake come along at that time. It was over with. Life changed. Yeah. Literally, that life changed change the moment mm-hmm. for him. You know what I'm saying? And with y'all being right there, we appreciate y'all. Mm-hmm. And the reason why I say that is because it takes strong individuals to be around to not be around. Then be back around. Then be around. Because it be so much up and down shit with artists, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And being in the game myself, I learned it. You know what I'm saying? And that's just part of the game well, shit. You've been dog. through shit too, though. You've been through shit and shit. Like, no, I, you, you, I, you listen. I definitely been through yes. some management. Because I've been in his daddy jumping day a couple times. Stop <laughs> doing this. Stop. Stop. But it's just this shit is like. You did just make you appreciate like the people that have been in this shit. You know what I'm saying? To be able to be like, oh, okay, I'm related to him and I'm related to him and he's my people. Right. I think that that's what 
now that I'm older and now that I'm looking back to like, what would I feel lyrical in 2012? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, what would I have done different? I don't really know. It's some stuff that I know that I probably would not have touched in terms of like people, but for me, it's like I always want to get an artist to where he's at. You know, I always want to see an artist like, okay, in 10 years, because I tell my son all the time, you play for the Lakers. You just ain't there yet. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like I tell Ashley all the time, like, you going to perform at Coachella. They just ain't booked you yet. It's coming. Right. You know what it's I mean? Coming. You got to speak that shit. You got to talk it. You know what I mean? So Reese, so Reese, is it any young DJ that you do? You, do you ever take a look back at young people in your field and be like, he got it? Yeah, a, a few DJs. He got it. Um, I think I, I like Mal High a lot. Yeah. Oh man, that's our boy yeah. right there. He did all our pool yeah, parties, fashion yeah. shows. Yeah, Mal High, that's our boy. He's like Mac, we have nothing but black. Yeah, Shut up, like, that's our boy. Right now. And I like, I like Amaris a lot. Amaris. So yeah, yeah, right. yeah. I pay, I pay now, I want you to feel the type of way. You're going to go up there. Lyrical, you're going to go up there. Okay. Uh, it, 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 it's so much no space, man. Man, it's we take you right there, right here. Oh, yeah, yeah. Come on, I told yeah, you that that's our space. You did. Gary going up there. Everybody going up there. I bought yeah. DJ Reese a bottle before the club. I didn't even know him. He don't even know me. Yeah. That's just what I do. Because I do what uh, you buy? Uh, some Hennessy. Yeah. You know that shit ain't forty five dollars. I don't know what they drink. <laughs> I just do it. That's what I do. You know. And uh, Marvin, that's the rubber band, man. I just I do that with all DJs. I don't even okay. meet them or nothing until so you, afterwards. So, so, so you say, my what? What makes my hat different than that? That you say, okay, I see that in you. What? Um, what make that? What I like his music selection and his transitions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's not one dimensional. Mm-hmm. You know, he can, you know, it's like, um, I call it the Bulu Master. Yeah, like, Bulu Master. Tough. Yeah, tough. He, he can know how to go from one extreme to another. So, that music selection, because that's, you know, that's how I was taught. When he was a lot of music, my mother was, she had everything. So, mm-hmm. I mean, one of my favorite DJs was Tim Buck. Oh, yeah. Tim. Tim taught me how Tim to get in the club. club. Oh my god. Tell me how to, now when I first started out in the club in two thousand, mind you, I was already in my late twenties. Mm-hmm. Tim Buck was eighteen. You got, well, you got to tell us your age. Well, he wasn't he was eighteen. He, he twenty eight, ladies. <laughs> he wasn't even old enough to be in the club. So he would have to stand outside until it was his time to come in. They set up and then DJ. Yeah, they wouldn't even let him in early. Mm. So he was the closest so the club closed at twi- uh two. And I was the opener. And then I would do a lot of things wrong. I was fresh off the block. I didn't know how to DJ in the club. My friend, Deuce, from Fight Deuce. Oh, yeah, yeah, Deuce. Yeah, we from the same block. Right so Deuce came home from the joint. That's what they call me, Jersey. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 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 and uh, Deuce started throwing parties. So I was like, man, I've been practicing DJing. Can I DJ in parties? He said, yeah. So he teamed me up with Timbo too. And Timbo taught me how to DJ in the club. Because I did not know. I'm in there playing... All our music at ten o'clock. He like, slow down, bro. We like you gotta do. You trying to make your he mark, like, man? I, I'm oh, just, I'm doing this all. I'm doing it, it. And that's how I learned about reoccurring <laughs> hits and that kind of thing. Music selection. Mm-hmm. Timbo taught me that at eighteen. And I was an 18 year old teaching me how to be like I don't play gospel. I'll be playing some gospel music if I was when the fight break. You want to have a club? I guarantee you. You want to have no club? Oh, you know, I used to do that to, uh, to I, real. 
Every I've been thinking about moving back up here. Cause he's gonna play for, for the Bulls. Bulls. I've been, no, I've been thinking about moving back. Her son's gonna play for the Bulls, man. Like you can't find. She knows something that we don't know. No, yeah. Well, he's See, play for whatever. <laughs> but he was a wild boy because you did. You mentioned no, something about. Cause you mentioned something like alive. And I'm no, like, I'm just in the, I'm in the industry, so because oh, he's like, okay. you know what I mean? I get, that I get you. I didn't. I just wanted him to have a prosperous life, and I know you can get caught up in bullshit yeah, okay. here. Right. So, but no, Atlanta's just not it for me. I need so a man. Then, I wanna. I wanna live my life. Your dog is a, fuck my what kind of dog? dog you got? I have a pocketbook. <laughs> so you gotta get like a pit bull. You gotta get a big ass like a. You gotta get one of those. Oh, oh yeah, so you gotta get a purse dog then. So the name lyrical. Where did where did that come from? Because I'm a poet, and my poetry spoken word name was oh, lyrical. Oh, and you know it. So you still write poetry? I haven't in years. I you go writing for any artist? No, but I've sung. Hella backgrounds amongst hella people's projects. Mm-hmm. Can we get no. a few metaphors? <laughs> Just a few metaphors, a few similes. No. Two bars. No. She needs some That's tea, crazy, man. man. Some tea. That's crazy. Can't even get a poem. Damn. Now that's a dope name. Right when I heard that name, I like, I like, I support. So you live where now? Because he asked you about the car. Well, I got a car now. You said no. You staying in A2? Yeah, I stay on the house, like in the suburb. What kind of car you got now? I got a Cherokee. I got one Jeep. Yeah. Oh, I got you now. You know how to put the gas in it? Yeah, absolutely. Don't do him. <laughs> <laughs> he waited on dudes to come out in the gas station. That was a long time ago. This right, shit ain't going right. back. So yeah, I live in I live in Georgia too, but I don't live in, in the city. You like living in Georgia? Yeah, yeah. Oh me everybody loves like the sound but I'm a city slicker. Right. I'm a city slicker, man. I really want to go down there where my ancestors get hung. I ain't taking no kind. They still do that down there. So, me being a city slicker, I go down there, mosquitoes big as hell. They are. I'm making up shit. Yes. They ain't picking kind. I came home like I had chicken pox one time. Mosquito bites are so big, so the country scared me. I ain't gonna lie. You DJing down there? No, I don't really. Atlanta is a place to just live. You don't go outside. Mosquitoes big. Mosquitoes big. You were were saying that was big. I'm What made you move down there? Was it like? Uh, well, I wanted to change, but at the same time, Dirk wanted me to come down there. Okay, your kids with you, or they still here? No, mom, I'm not gonna let them. You know, my son is—he's on his way to high school. I'm hoping that's a good thing. that we can come to an agreement, but it's gonna happen. You know, a mother's not a part of the yeah, children. But, yeah. mm-hmm. that's a tough move with kids. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but my kids were born in Georgia because my she used to live. Well, oh, okay. two of my kids were. She's yeah. like, now you want to go to Georgia? Huh? <laughs> yeah, so, <laughs> it's tripped out. But, uh, <laughs> Over that FBI raid. <laughs> so, so, so Dirk wanted you down there. Why did he want you down there? Well, the bigger a situation get, you have, you know, you get your pieces together, and just kind of build a team. You know. So when it's time to move, we I'm, we already in the same city, ready to go. Um, mm-hmm. You don't have to send a flight for me in Chicago to be somewhere. That That's good chemistry. I'm already with him, and yeah. we just don't. Mm-hmm. That's kind of an easier. Right. Easy thing. So I want to touch on something, man. I know that both of y'all, like me, I've known Dirk since 2011. I mean, Nikki used to pull up. I stayed on drugs at 4130. Um, losing 
Ding Dang, Chino, like how, how's life been like since that happened? Like, cause y'all been with them when I remember they used to be in four six and around zooing them all the time. Mm -hmm. You know this, Chino, uh, 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 SB. Uh, uh, D thing, and you know, this one they was really like pushing dirt and they was taking it around people. Like, how has life been for y'all? Like, you know, how did that affect y'all everyday living? Like, losing them too. Uh, and if you know, you, you want you want the guys to be there when it's the mm -hmm. growth, and you when you're in the streets, you accept that, yeah, you know, you accept mm -hmm. it differently than, than other people, than other uh, people will accept it. Um, I will say this, like, when I lost my mother in 2018, my career took off, kind of, like, it just went crazy. And you just, I, you have to look at it as, I think those are the people that are making this happen. Yeah. So I believe D-Thing is there with Chino, and they're making these things happen. Now, I look at it that way. <laughs> that's um, a good way. Because that's the one thing we just, we can't avoid it, like. Yeah. That's the one thing you got to you're gonna do in life. Check out. You're gonna die. Yeah. So, um, you just accept it a little different now. As far as dirt, I just ask him how you doing today. Mm -hmm. Good. And just let him tell me what it is. It's I don't really good. see him. You know, it's not a break. He don't go in corners, break down, and that kind of thing. He may do that on his own time. I don't know. But in front of us, he's strong. He's putting mm -hmm. on a strong front. So, I don't know privately. What's going on with them? Because I know, like, when you're around artists, like, they family, they problems. We discussed it mm -hmm. before. Like, they become your family. They become mm -hmm. your problem. Yeah, I miss D. You know I miss yeah. him a lot. Like, when Chino, when I sat on the edge of my bed and cried all day about Chino. Mm -hmm. and, and it was weird because the same way with Chino and D thing is, we had just had a conversation. Like, it was Chino. like... I talked to Deep Thing on Tuesday, and he was, gave me all the things he told me to do this week. He was like, you need to do this, you need to do this, I want you to do this. And I was like, okay, I'll have it all done. By the time, next time I talk to you, I'll have it all done. And then came Saturday. That was Tuesday, and then came Saturday. Mm -hmm. And it was crazy because he talked he to everybody on that Tuesday. Remember, because I had talked to you because he had called me. He must he have made his rounds me. that day. He called me, and I was, and in, he was, I was giving out orders. He do this and arguing. We was arguing with sister because you know they they hold a lingo and talk. I'm like, what are you talking? What are you saying? <laughs> but we had just had a whole conversation. <laughs> yeah, yeah, all that shit. Like, bro, speak English. Mm -hmm. Um, but I just that he called me on that day too. So you know, it's like it's like the lifestyle this that you're in. Yeah. You know, it's like what can you what can you say or what can you do and it's it's it's, it's hurtful but like I think when I found out about D thing, I was so because I wasn't part of Dirk's situation, I wasn't back. I wasn't back yet. I was always part of his life because mm -hmm. I deal with the kids and Nikki, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But I wasn't back. But when I got the call, actually, when I found out about it on Instagram, the first person I called was seven. Mm -hmm. Me and him were cool. And I just was like, D thing was my like my brother still still checked on me, still checked on the kids, mm -hmm. asked about Kamari basketball and stuff. And it was just like, my soul was so hurt for dirt because it's like, okay, now mm -hmm. what? I'm like, God damn. How many, how, how many, how many hits could you take? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's like, what I felt like. I felt like, is this it? Like, like what? You know I what I mean? Yeah, I, I thought, thought this was, was it. Yeah. And yeah. still, and still managed to have a successful career because the, the business don't stop. 
That push, that push certain people, it breaks certain, it breaks certain people down and it elevates certain people, though. You know? yeah. but, but, but what I don't understand in deep thing cases is this, right? Because it happened outside of a nightclub, right? Mm-hmm. I don't understand, like, why would you... I Like, maybe it's not for me to understand. I don't understand why would you still be in the city, especially in a nightclub. I mean, we can't really understand that. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, that's, that's the part of the situation I can't grasp. You know what I'm saying? Like... It's always going to be something unusual with that. If you think about yeah. it, think about, you might know somebody like, be like, man, he never used to go down that way. That's Why yeah. that day he picked it? You know, it's God going you know, to do it. Yeah. Don't lie. You know, I agree with just going to do what he's doing and you just don't question it. That's I, it. I don't, you don't I question agree with that it and it just happened. That's the way it happened. Um, and D-Thing was, you know, D-Thing loves Chicago. It's his home. Yeah, you know, he always came back. And uh, another thing that I noticed is like to be the dirt. Like you got to be strong. You do. That's a different day. Dirt got a different type of. Because I'm so spiritual, but like he has a different type of oil. That's something that I don't think that nobody understands. You know what I mean? It's like the life that he's in is a life that God has like. That this is what you're doing. Now, you either going to figure this out, like, whatever, you know what I mean? But this is like, I feel like with D-Thing, like, D-Thing lives his life, you know what I mean? You live, when you're gone, your purpose is over. When you serve your purpose. And I think, I'm, I'm so happy that he was able to see Dirk consistently moving, consistently moving. And even though Dirk is at his, he's peaking now, mm-hmm. But D-Thing was on that peak with him. He saw all of that. He saw the, like, QC parties. You know, was going. You know what I mean? He yeah, saw yeah. stuff. He manifests the stuff that's happening now for him. But it's like, I just think Dirk got just a different type of a hug around him that God got placed on him. Yeah. And I think that he's supposed to be that per- that poster child for you to see, like, you can fuck up or you can be a fuck and up and, and you can change. Yeah, and I think I we've all seen, like, even with certain things of how he's moving with songs and I used to stay, now that is something I stayed right. on him with, even though I wasn't a part of it. You know, it's like just like all, just all right. of that. Like just, I think that he just grew. You got kids, and these babies is growing up, and you got Lolo that's rapping and Zayden that's a no, he's gonna be a rapper and Demir. You know what I mean? And so well, that's the one that's rapping all the songs. Because what I've been hearing is I've been hearing him speak a lot more because he's a Muslim. I've been hearing that more and more in his music talking about it. And that's good. It's, it's yeah. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm growing. So I'm growing. Yeah. You can't stop a person from from growing. Just like you can't stop, yeah. you can't not listen to good music. Yeah. You know what I mean? If you don't fuck with a person, if they got some good music, something on your body finna move. Mm-hmm. Whether it be a singer. Be lying. Certain music. You certain stuff you gonna listen to. Yeah, so. so do that make y'all more protective? Like you see him going through what he went through, like nah, y'all can't touch. Like, like you know what I'm saying? Y'all can't touch dirt. Meaning, like when people come around, like no, nah, I mean in, in your role that you play, like even the business wise, like nah, y'all just protect. Well, I'm not gonna protect. Yeah, I'm protect the yeah, just protect yeah, him. Yeah. I feel like I'm always gonna be a big sister. I'm not in his business, his business sector. Mm-hmm. I'm with the the drummer, which I handle the business, and I, I help with the band. You know what I mean? But I think from a big sister standpoint, I never I, I never looked at Dirk as like how other people look at him, like he's the superstar or whatever. Yeah. I always look at him like that's my brother. You know yeah. what I mean? Like when I was going through that shit with 
Timberland, like that nigga popped up at my house and made me get up out the bed and hey, it's gonna be okay, you're gonna be good. When new knew that I was right, I was with him. You know what I mean? It was just mm-hmm. like so much stuff that I feel like my I have a relationship with him that is outside of all this glitz and glamour stuff. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's important that we love on him for who he is versus what he's becoming. That's why he's so comfortable because he knows like. Oh, that's just lyrical shame. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Whatever. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. He's protected by Reese in a whole different that's like a that's his brother. Mm-hmm. You know, you can tell by how like even that picture you posted today on Instagram and you like we talked before yeah, we have everything. Like he trusts the fuck out of Reese. Mm-hmm. And he know that he okay when he on that stage. You know that even like, if it's nothing's gonna happen to him. No matter when I talk to him. I wish people could talk to him like I can. Mm-hmm. And you you will see like you you'll get the feeling like that I get when I talk to him. You know what I mean? Like I say, I still know he's way younger than me. And I learn from him. Like he's I be wish I wish sometimes I can just sit there and just but it's so many he whisked there, whisked him in this room, he gotta do an interview, he gotta do this, he gotta do mm-hmm. he always on the go, so I never can get him all the time. Me and him we have our little moments, but I I sometimes I just wish I could just sit with him. All day and just mm-hmm. like an old head. Like yeah. if, he, if he was an old, he it's like talking to an old head sometimes. Mm-hmm. That's that's how it is. Like if people can get to know dirt out, you know what I'm saying, that's outside right. of the music, yeah. you'll, be, you'll be in love with You'll, be, you'll surprised. be like, wow. Mm-hmm. You'll be so surprised. It's just like you, you'll be so surprised that these niggas is really like fucking funny as hell. Mm-hmm. Cool as hell. Cool yeah. as shit. Like, you human at the end Come from where we come from, we kind of understand it overall. But yeah, yeah. The, the fans don't really know Damn, what y'all yeah. saying. Yeah. Like we get it. But yeah, yeah, on a good, on a good energy note, DJ Reese, can you tell him to remix "Shawty Mafiase"? This is a big part of time. You work yeah, on that with right. that, him. Try idea. to find some with Dirk and some <laughs> like India. India some five, take five, the five, five. out. <laughs> you got to figure out how to rhyme India with <laughs> Dirk and something. Mm-hmm. Okay. Just tell him, man. Just work on that. Reese, what's the biggest record you ever broke? Like, well, I ain't gonna say the biggest record. Well, I can't no, that's a good question. That's a, yeah, that's like, valid. What record did you break from a regular nigga, and that shit just went on the credit? Well, L's anthem was one of them. I can claim that one, and there's a lot of records I I can say that I broke, and I won't get the credit for it. No, but we can say that I broke. No, we know. L's anthem is the one I that I can that, claim. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's a video out of that one, so. Um, I want to say I, I I always tell people a story about future. So let's say let me hear. Remember we went to you Atlanta. Broke, you broke uh, treat me like somebody. Yeah, treat me like you somebody. Broke, that was well, the Tink and Dirk records was easy. Oh, yeah, like, I'm talking future, about outside. That. Remember future? We went we, to the release party. The gas station. Yeah, we was at a release party on a Saturday mm-hmm. in Atlanta, mm-hmm. and I had the DJ at Zentra on Sunday. So we drove back Sunday, and I had all this future music. And I'm in the we in the club, and I'm watching people go crazy on Tony Montana. Tony, I'm watching it with my own eyes. I'm like, oh shit, I can't wait to get back to Chicago tomorrow. I'm gonna go nuts. Mm-hmm. I play that shit, boy. Everybody looked at me like, what is this shit? I was in Atlanta last night and right. they went crazy for this shit. 
My bag, let me get back to mm. and I yeah, they were rocking with it. They was not rocking with that shit. Mm. But then look who future is today. So mm. some hits trendy, some hits you can't deny. Yeah, man. Yeah. Racks on racks. Racks on racks. I didn't play the shit out of that people used to look at me like I was crazy. Right. Mm. I had a promoter tell me don't play um put on for my city. Oh, yeah. I had a promoter come in the DJ booth and say, man, don't play this no more. Which one? That's the remix with uh, the one with Kanye, Jeezy. The one with Kanye on it. Who would say that? I had that for way before it came out. So what they tell you about the um, GDs and the dough? You play that? No, I ain't ain't even (laughs) been in the club. I ain't even had the opportunity (laughs) yet, so I don't know. But, gonna come, you're gonna play it one night. Yeah, man, he ain't fucking with it. He ain't playing it. He on tour, so that's kind of different, though. And then he like, he playing mm, all that I mean, if I'm in the environment, and, you know, I but I don't, I'm not in the, you know, in the environment. So will you ever come home and DJ again? Yeah, for sure. But I'm gonna book you for a pop. Yeah, we can talk about that. Yeah, let's do yeah. that. Big right. ticket. Mm-hmm. Notice I didn't do any parties. One fifty. You gonna right? do the one fifty? Notice I didn't do any parties this weekend. Oh right? yeah. <laughs> so one fifty, you ain't going. Cap. Notice I didn't do any parties this weekend. <laughs> 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 I'm saying we from Chicago. We book these days. Hey, fuck it. 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 <laughs> you got to pay, bro. Hey, man, you come here 150 and in the night, we like, man, the dope was like, mm. yeah. <laughs> so, man, I, I really want to just thank both of y'all for just coming out. I know y'all both yeah, we love uh, you. busy. Well, y'all you. busy. And I appreciate y'all for coming out tonight and it. rocking with us, man. Yeah, big town. Time, man. You got to finish the big town tonight, right? No, sir, that was it. That's oh, okay. No, I'm just last night. One night. I'm just trying to give props. Like, damn, you sleep. You sleep. You sleep. I'm just trying to extra credit. I know we get no. You were asleep. Screw me. I probably was, though. You didn't sleep, right? Right. It's the only way. What they doing in the They're trying to put y'all back in work. Hey, man, shout out to Harold Chicken. Hey, man, we got to shout out Harold Chicken, man. 1450 South Michigan Ave. Pull up, though. Hey, look, this the only... Y'all ain't no wings in here. Look, man, give us the bucket, man. Yeah, look. Well, Harold's Chicken in Chicago with a bar, man. Y'all pull up. Fuck with them. Oh, okay, they got wings. My bad. No, so we they did. popped up. They made a bar here. Oh, they do got wings. Nice. Okay. And I don't eat nothing but fish, so I don't take pizza. I'm a number, chicken terrier. I'm a number is. I'm a chicken terrier. You know, he don't eat stuff, so, you know, he ain't got no no no. He don't eat fish. I don't eat chicken. Yeah, I don't eat fish. And then some people up here eat both. I, I just eat fish. That's nasty if no, you eat both. That's just like doing a man and a woman. No, we was in rehearsal. We had got some food, right? So I'm like, let's do some of my food. He's like, what is it, chicken? And I was like, yeah. He's like, oh, I don't eat chicken. I said, why? He was like, because... Chickens are like nervous birds. I said, nigga, we were in this way. They in the air. They in the air. They in the old nigga in the Cadillac just cruising. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes that old nigga throws his arm out the window when he <laughs> rides. That's how the fish jump up, get a little air, pop yeah. back down. So I'm going to eat fish. Chicken, I feel like Reese. They like meth heads to me. I don't want to <laughs> But hey, tune in to the next episode, man. We'll be back next week. 
Lyrical, DJ Reeves, Skrill, well, my boy Six Man. You want to shout me out? Yeah. Let's get well, it. I, was here, I was at last week with Steve. There you go. I did our joke two weeks ago, but two I just want to tell all of y'all that y'all are amazing. I'm so proud of you because I'm so proud that you Appreciate shifted it. your energy on not worrying about what motherfuckers hating and you getting mm. this shit together because this can like become something. Amazing, and I want to do whatever it is, even though I'm not here no more. But and I'm traveling all over the world, I want to do whatever it is that I can support you. I appreciate that.